Welcome to More, the podcast where Debbie will explore real-life applicable ways to get more out of your life. And here's Debbie. Hello, everybody, and welcome to More. So excited to be with you today. Um, We're heading into fall, and I'm plugging away. Been super, super busy with trying to keep up with school and family and dinners, cooking dinners and just doing everything that we do, right? And things that I do in my church. And so it's been busy, but I love being busy. Um, I don't want to go back ever to the COVID life of staying home most of the time and doing everything from a computer. I prefer being with people and I love it. So I'm happy about that. Hey, I want to thank everybody for listening. The last five episodes, we've had downloads in lots of downloads in North America. We've had some in Africa, three in Europe and two in Asia. And wow, it's crazy how across the world this podcast can go. Today, we are going to talk about the law of ego recognition. And when you think about this, Sterling Sill, this is his chapter 14. And you think about this, and you think, man, I don't know if I'm, you know, I don't have a big ego or whatever, but there's some pretty interesting things in this chapter. He talks about we have like the natural desire to be recognized and well-spoken of. He's like, when we go to school, we'd rather get A's than D's. When we get married and we're with our spouse, we'd rather be, you know, praised and honored for the things that we're doing than put in the doghouse or said that we're not doing a good job. When we have a job in the jobs that we are in, we want to be praised. We like to be praised and and promoted rather than kicked down and fired, right? So we all want to be recognized and well spoken of. And then, you know, when we do good things and we get praised for things, then we really want to do more. Um, This is probably where I'm good. I'm really good at in being a teacher. I like to praise kids. I can find the good in them. There's so much good in them. And I can get a lot out of kids because I praise them and I find the good in them. And then they want to do more. They want to please me. And it's natural that when we get praised, then we're going to work harder to do the best we can to get more praise, to get more recognition. And we, we feed off that. So the, this tendency to want to get um, recognition for what we do, and it's natural, it just comes natural. We don't have to work at it. It's been called the law of ego recognition. This part of ourself is kind of our ego. It's the center of pleasure and it's very strong. The power within us to to be and do the best that we can and want to please people, it comes naturally and it's very strong. And the opposite of it is some of the most difficult times in life when we have relationships where people don't approve of us or we feel that we've let people down or that we aren't worthwhile. And so 
you know, it's really the, the positive versus the negative there. And Sterling Seal talks about how this is with us from very, very young. Like young, young infants do things to get recognition and praise. And when they see people, you know, goo-gooing and gagaing over the things that they do, they continue to do them again more because they like that recognition. So it's born, it's natural within us. Um, often we wear certain clothes so that we can be recognized and feel like we fit in. We want to have a certain style. We do well in school. We do well in sports for that recognition. Um, even we tried to make money. So, you know, older people, people that have been in jobs and stuff, they make money so that their homes can look, you know, presentable and like we've worked hard and like we can be proud of the things that we have in the homes that we live in. You think about it, um, people don't just work to get to meet their exact needs because as soon as their needs were met, they would maybe stop doing as much. But we keep working and keep doing more so that we can have more, so we can accumulate more, so we can, you know, be successful in this thing and have that thing. And, and it's just natural for us to all do that. So he talks about in this chapter how it's our responsibility to learn to understand this law of ego recognition and use it effectively. We need to recognize that... Um, this trait is in ourselves, but, but it's also in other people. So when we're dealing with other people and we recognize this, we'll be more capable and effective in dealing with them as well as promoting our own interests and getting approval for our own selves. So he talks, he's going to give us a bunch of um, tips of things that we should do so that we can develop ourselves in order to have more of this recognition and feel more successful and feel more accomplished. So there's, I don't know, 10 or 15 of these. The first one is we should be careful about our appearance and grooming because how we appear to other people does make a difference. He says cleanliness is next to godliness and our personal and public acceptance is greatly influenced by our physical and moral cleanliness. So I think that when you first meet someone, it's so true that when you first meet someone and they look unkept, their hair isn't done, their their clothes are kind of dirty, or they have, you know, dirt on their clothes and their hair is messy, you know, those impressions make a huge difference. So I think it's always important that we do the best that we can in putting our best foot forward and taking care of ourselves, making sure that we look clean, making sure our clothes are clean, that we've brushed our teeth and that we, you know, and sometimes I have to teach this to kids. But um, when I have a class of kids and often kids that haven't been taking care of themselves, they stand out so readily. And so this is one thing that we really need to do our best and try to put forth our best self, you know, as often as we can. Um, and we've been talking about this a little bit at home about how you dress for your job. And it's just important. I don't, um, they ask us to kind of look nice as teachers and stuff, but they don't like, they don't like have a 
a stick or a ruler that they measure with and say, you have to have this, this type of clothing and stuff. They just kind of let us make our own decisions. And some people wear jeans and t-shirts and stuff. And I choose to dress up pretty much every single day that I teach school. And um, I had this student who was struggling a little bit in school and I called and it was interesting because his mom said when he dresses more appropriately, he's dressed in nice school clothes and he doesn't wear his, you know, his baggy shorts, his basketball shorts and a t-shirt, he tends to do better in school. And so she says, when he's starting to get relaxed, I say, hey, you got to change what you wear. And it's interesting that the way that we present ourselves really does have an effect on the way that we act and the things that we do. Okay, the second thing. This is kind of a do everything kind of list here on number two. But he says, every quality that makes you more effective like planning, being organized, being on time, working hard, studying, and relationships with other people will always make you feel more accomplished and, you know, boost your ego. Number three, I really like this one. He says, we ought to make ourselves competitive so we become worthy of our share of the respect and esteem of others. An ambition to excel in worthiness and accomplishment is indispensable to success. So, you know, be competitive so that people want to do as well as you or you're trying to improve so that you can reach the next level. You don't always have to beat the next person, but it's always good to say, hey, am I competing? Am I trying to be the best? Um, I have timings in my class and it's kind of fun because, you know, you'll have kids that are like way ahead of other kids. And in a matter of um, three weeks, I'll have a span of 20, 20 timings. Some kids will be on number three and other kids will be on 23 within three weeks. So being competitive and trying to be get one more ahead of the next person or move forward um, and in our jobs how we want to maybe my husband has to get he gets certain awards with so many hours of of service so you try to move from like 500 hours to a thousand hours to 1500 hours to 2000 hours in a in a time frame and you know that's called being competitive trying to do more accomplish more and you don't have to drive yourself into the ground but you can be competitive and say, can I improve here? And these are areas where we take pride in ourselves when we find that we are competitive and that people want to try and beat us or try and do as well as us. And so there's, we can go overboard with this, but there's some healthiness in, in being competitive and, and trying to do as good as we can and improve in every aspect of our lives which leads to number four which is we should constantly be alert to our own self-improvement and the service of others when you're serving other people you will get recognition you don't have to even seek it it will come readily and you don't need to seek it but it just comes and so 
just having that desire within ourselves to reach out and help somebody else and lift others up makes such a huge difference in the way that we live our lives. Number five kind of goes along with it. Um, he says we need to be identified with good things. We have to associate ourselves with world worthwhile undertakings, community work, church service, and being helpful to others. So, you know, if you're 10 or 11 or 12 or you're young, you can step out and help your family. You can help people who, who have a need. You can invite people to the lunch table who don't have anybody to eat with. You can be reaching out to other people. Adults, we should be doing things within the community to make our community better. Um, I, in my, we have a project called the 180 Days Around the World. And part of that, they have, kids have to do seven hours of service for someone else. You can reach out and find ways to do things for other people. My husband's really good at this. I call him the volunteer man. He does meals for uh, he does mil, wheels on meals on wheels where he takes food to um, senior citizens who can't get out to get food. Um, he donates all kinds of money from his company to help different organizations. Just today, he donated to a women's golf thing. So always just associating yourself with ways to help other people and build other people. And when you're looking outside of yourself and you're seeing other people's needs, you kind of lose yourself in the service of others and you forget the challenges and the difficulties that you have in your life. Number six is good public and personal relations are vital. So that kind of goes with number two having good relationships with people, public relationships and personal relationships. I know the hardest thing in my life is when I feel like I've wronged somebody else I, or, you know, or I've been wronged. Um, I had an, um, an, an occasion this weekend where a neighbor felt um, that they, the neighbor felt that the neighbor judged me wrongly and she was so good about um, being apologetic and realizing that, look, I was at fault and I shouldn't have done that. And I apologize so much because when the relationships with other people aren't where they should be, that's when you're really going to struggle. And so sometimes we have to pray to know what is the best thing to do to develop, to help those relationships to improve. And the hardest ones really are within the walls of your own home. So often we, so often we treat the people that we love the most, we treat them the worst and we take advantage and we expect things from them when those are the ones that we should be doing the most for. And so I think that's, always something that we can work on to develop and master the skill of having good relationships with other people. I take that back. It wasn't 10 or 15. It was six different items. So then he sums up the chapter by saying, we often make the great mistake of depending upon other people for the recognition we crave. So we expect other people to say good things about us. And 
We don't work to earn those things. And then even if we feel like we've earned them, we expect the recognition to come. And so we have to be careful with that. Um, we can't expect our boss or our spouse or our teacher or our friend to be thoughtful enough to give all the compliments that we need um, to be successful and to build our ego where we, where we feel it needs to be. We need to drive ourselves to be successful in accomplishing these six things in working constantly to have more in our lives of these six things. And naturally, the law of ego recognition will take place. And then when we get to where we're successful and we feel accomplished, even more at that point will we be able to give to others because we recognize how much we've been given and how much opportunities we've been placed before us. And so we're going to want to give more to other people. And then he goes on to talk about, okay, so what if somebody forgets us? What if somebody that we think should be praising us and telling us how great we did on this thing, maybe our teacher or our parents or our spouse or our best friend or our neighbor? And what if they don't do it? Are we going to go along and wallow in self-pity? Are we going to allow ourselves to be shipwrecks merely because others weren't thoughtful? He says many really great men in certain periods of their lives have been unappreciated. Probably some of the greatest men that have come through and developed some of the greatest things that we have used, Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Edison, and the founders of our countries have been unappreciated and not given credit for what they did for us. Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Um, and it, if you're not a Christian, many people believe Jesus Christ to be a, a, a prophet, but he wasn't praised and honored for what he did. He was exactly the opposite occurred for him. Um, he was spit upon. He was crucified. He was made to carry a cross. He was made to put a crown of thorns on his head and wear a, a purple robe that he was um, made fun of. So we can't be looking for the praise and honor of men. We need to do these things because we want to please ourselves. Because we want to do things for ourselves. I know my husband loves the bed to be made. And, you know, for me to make the bed for him, to make him happy, all that would do to me is make me bitter. Because then if he didn't make the bed, then I would become bitter. Like, well, why am I making the bed all the time and you're not making the bed? But as soon as I took pride in making the bed for myself, I wanted the bed made every day because I want it to look good. I want it to feel um, good. Then suddenly the reason for making the bed became, you know, bigger than me and bigger than me making it for my husband. And I didn't become so shallow in my thinking 
And that's a small thing, but we do those things. Sometimes we do things for other people. And then when we don't get the recognition that we feel we deserve, we become bitter and angry and upset and we take it out against them. And we have to be careful not to do that. And this is easy wives too, especially if you're married too and you're a wife to kind of get thinking that your husband should be providing everything for you and that, but really we are here to provide for ourselves. This is one of the hard lessons I've had to learn in marriage that, that I don't have to expect my husband to do everything for me, that I can accomplish things on my own, that I can, if I want to get a new couch, I can work hard to save the money to get a new couch, or I can go out and find ways to, to change the things that I want in my life. And the law of self-preservation says that we provide the things we need for ourselves to survive. And we shouldn't expect somebody else to be responsible for providing our food or our health or our muscles. I know sometimes my husband would, if I don't make the healthiest dinner, he, he would blame me for saying, you know, it's my fault that we don't eat. He doesn't eat healthy. But you know what? That's not true, right? When nobody forces us to put into our mouth what we put into our mouth. And so we have to decide for ourselves, what are we going to eat? What are we going to do? We are responsible for providing for our own selves, for our health, for our shelter, for our food, and all the other things that we need to survive in this world. And we need to develop the abilities and the skills to get things for ourselves. Even if you're a stay-at-home mom, there's things you can do to contribute to the family and to contribute to yourself and your family and making yourself feel that there's things that you can accomplish. You can do little um, things that you're good at. I know a student that I taught years and years ago, he's married and teaches school now and his wife is a stay at home mom, but she, they have a garden and she makes pies and they sell pies like crazy all, all throughout the year because she's, you know, developed this, this talent of making pies and yet she still stays at home. So there's lots of things that we can do and find ways to fill our own bucket. And then when our bucket's full and our bucket's full and overflowing, we can dip in and take a ladle of water out of our bucket and share it with somebody else. And it doesn't even look like the bucket's gone down at all. And then he ends with a quote by Robert Louis Stevenson, a, a famous author that says, um, I know what pleasure is, for I have done good work. And Sterling Seal says, The highest enjoyment in life is that of being content with yourself. So if you're happy with who you are and you feel good about the things that you're doing you will be happy and you will have more in your life so i think there's some food for thought in this podcast i hope you've all enjoyed it i appreciate your listening i appreciate people all around the world please reach out and help somebody else share the podcast and make today count make this week count go out there and be your best thanks everybody i appreciate you so much i can't thank you enough 
sharing the podcast and making a difference for me. Have a great week.